Okay, it's recording. I might actually bring it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Grill the marker, Instagram, it's this. Okay. Karma, we're starting. We have started. How are you, my friends? I'm good, Clayton. How are you? I'm bloody excellent. I had two nights away from my children at the Ritz on the weekend. Fancy. It was unbelievable. Have you been inside that building? No. Oh, it is incredible. It's a new hotel here in Perth. It's been open about a year and oh my goodness, it is expensive. But uh, yeah, probably the nicest hotel I have ever stayed in. They can sponsor us anytime <laughs> they like. You look rested. And me, I feel very, very fresh. Uh, we even got a, a bit of time in the pool on Friday when it was really, really hot. Cocktails over the pool. Uh, in the pool. And it was very strange, though, swimming in the middle of the CBD. Okay. It was a very strange feeling, but uh, we had a great time. So I highly recommend to, to everyone to give that place a try for a special occasion. How was your weekend? Uh, definitely not nearly as exciting as yours. Um, I mm -hmm, did make mm -hmm. a, an effort to um, support some small local businesses in my buying decisions over the weekend. So that makes me feel good. Excellent. Spending money is just far too much fun. Mm. Uh, but we've got heaps to talk about, lots of marketing stuff to talk about. Let's get into it. First segment is our big hits section where we talk about big news, big happenings of the uh, period since we last spoke. It's been a few weeks, been a few weeks. Uh, but first up, we've got to talk about our event that we had, Grill the Market of Seven, The Last Crusade, uh, with our guest speaker, Paul Ramondo. It was awesome, man. I had a great time. Me too. It was, it was so much fun. We had, I think we, we got uh, the biggest crowd we've ever had, which was awesome, down at uh, Henry Summer in Northbridge. So feeling super, super appreciative to everybody who came. Thank you so much to everyone. Thanks to Melissa Bond for hosting, of course, and Paul Ramondo again for having us. And uh, yeah, we just, we just had a, a, a great time. We, uh, we've written a, um, a wrap-up post um, of the night. So that's on the marketer.news at the blog. So check that out. Um, our best question of the night is on there too which was a really complicated question about um, marketing a organization that has both a national and a WA presence with different segments and that couldn't be treading on the other, uh, the other businesses' toes. It was quite tricky, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked that. It, it reminded me of um, working in a, in a global agency, which I did for a short period of time, um, where we were trying to bring a new service in without treading on the toes of our existing service providers, um, but basically mm -hmm. in competition with them. So it is, it's a tricky ask. Yeah, I think it's a, an issue that a lot of marketers have to deal with out there. So great question. Go have a look and, and um, have a read. We've put up the full audio as well. I have, no, we haven't done it yet, but I will. I will be uploading the full audio of Grill the Marketing, we recorded it. So you can listen to the answers and the questions 
from the night, which is really great. Thanks to Keith Hutchings, our original griller, for helping us out with that. Thanks so much, Keith. We love our OGs. And we, we love our original grillers. It's so, such great effort. He's come to every single one. It's been amazing. So that leaves us with the final grill the marker of the year that we have announced. It's the Christmas edition. It's the Festivus for the rest of us, all you freelancers out there who need a Christmas party because you don't have one, you don't make time for one for yourself, uh, and all you other marketers that are sick of rubbish Christmas do's. Uh, we're putting on our Grill the Marketer Christmas edition. There's still gonna be live Q&A. We don't do any presentations or pitches or upsells. It's just us answering your questions. It's just gonna be myself and Karma uh, answering the questions, isn't it, Karma, with Melissa? Yeah, we're just going to talk Christmas campaigns um, and basically how we feel your pain at this time of the year when everything seems to be winding up for everybody else. Um, it's definitely getting busier from the marketers that I've spoken to recently. Yeah, yeah. So come along. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes to the ticket. It's going to be great. Let's get on to our first story of the day so this happened i think last week or the week before celeste barber the massive australian comedian with a giant instagram following had a post get banned uh on instagram what happened karma yeah i must admit i didn't really follow this as closely as probably i should have but in in case you don't know who celeste barber is she's responsible for that massive um, that massive uh, fundraising campaign for the um, fire appeal when we had bushfires, as well mm -hmm. as being, you know, hilarious on Instagram. Um, but she does parody posts of um, of celebrities, and you know, they they get in these very attractive poses, and then she does them as a regular person, and um, somehow they just don't look nearly as good. <laughs> Yeah, she showcases how ridiculous so much of the celebrity culture is uh, on Instagram. She's so good at it. And so she had a post, a lot, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of this, you know, content on Instagram, especially if it involves a model, it, a lot of these models are usually scantily clad. Uh, and then Celeste did her version of this scantily clad picture. Uh, and it got banned by Instagram. Now I was I was pretty I was pretty up on this one because my partner is a, a massive Celeste fan and she tagged me. She was like, "You have to check this out. This is this is going pretty. This is getting pretty intense." The post got banned, and Celeste really uh, went to town on Instagram. Uh, saying, why are you censoring my post, which is very similar to the original supermodel post, and, uh, and really got, got her fans to, um, you know, get quite intense and... Voice their concerns. Uh, ...complain to Instagram. Yeah, and complain to Instagram. Uh, she was trying to get in touch with Instagram. She thought there was a very clear double standard being portrayed where, um, you know... Why is one post getting banned and another not? And she was saying that this was a problem for uh, less, you know, supermodel looking people, for the normal people of the world. 
why would a normal person with a normal body type and body shape get banned when the supermodels don't? Is that how you kind of understood what she was saying? Yeah, I mean, and I don't disagree um, that that probably is a problem that um, that the this, this social media platforms have. But then to put it in perspective, um, Facebook has also um, rejected one of my ads recently for being political, which was about karaoke. Um, and I've heard <laughs> of um, political karaoke, obviously. Um, yeah. uh, and I've heard of a post where someone had a photo of a, um, a greengrocer like display of onions, which was rejected for nudity. So um, obviously onion, onions don't have nipples, um, but I, <laughs> I guess if you're a bot, you don't know that. Um, so I think there's a little bit of, of the benefit of the doubt in, in terms of um, was this flagged because of, you know, other reasons, um, but it's probably most likely what, what she thinks it was, which is discrimination against the non-supermodel. See, that's really interesting. And I got into an interesting discussion with uh, uh, a, a friend of ours in your group, Karma, which was really interesting. And I really appreciated that, that chat. Um, and I, I, I don't think, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's an oversensitive algorithm that's doing this kind of thing. A, a, um, it just makes absolutely no sense to me from Instagram's point of view why they would want to uh, not, like why they would target um, the, the, the anyone, uh, you know, on purpose for not looking like a supermodel and wanting, and wanting people to try to get people to ban content. Uh, the, the post did go back up for the record. It did get unbanned. And Instagram said, we're sorry, and it was just an, a mistake. Um, there is some, some studies out there and information out there saying that this, is a prob uh, this has been a widespread problem. Uh, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure myself. Um, I think that there are plenty of uh, scantily clad models on Instagram that have backup accounts because they keep getting banned as well. So, yeah, look, I'm... I'm uh, I think it's more um, oversensitive algorithms than a clear vendetta by Instagram. I mean, I'd be more inclined to agree with that if when I got sent um, spam porn and reported it, that it, mm. it, wasn't, it didn't come back with a message saying that it didn't breach community guidelines. So I think it's a bit mm. rich to sit back um, on the, for the social media platforms to say... Um, you know, that, that na fully naked people engaged in sex acts doesn't breach their community standards mm -hmm. and yet someone showing side boob does. So mm -hmm. I don't know how sensitive those algorithms are if, if you can get the sort of DMs that I get. So um, I don't know. I don't yep. know that that's necessarily... I, I mean, I know that they're sensitive. I just don't know that that's a good enough excuse um, and also, yep. I want to bring up, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Twitter had a similar issue, and not in terms of um, nudity, in terms of race, um, where, I'm not sure if you saw this, Clayton, but they were had um, photos 
where at the top of the photo was um, a white man and at the bottom was a black man. And they every time it cropped for Twitter, it cropped to the white person. And then they tried even switching them around and each time it cropped to the white person. Um, and then they tried turning oh, the contrast wow. up on the on the black person and each, still every time, every time the social media platform cropped that photo to show the white person in the preview in the thumbnail rather than the black person. So there's there's definitely wow. some issues and I think, you know, some of that just stems from, I don't know that a lot of it is is outright. I think some of it is just that, and I'm going to make a generalisation here, is that a lot of the people that build these platforms are, are white men and so they're maybe not um, as savvy as they could be to these types of issues and so they just haven't built them um, with those kind of with that kind of inclusivity thinking in mind um, but I just the, have a look at the Twitter I'll put the threads um, up so that you can mm. have a look at you know how long yep. it took them to be able to get that to crop to to um, a person of color yeah look I think maybe the bigger issue is the inconsistency with which these platforms moderate content and that they still are doing a terrible job overall of, of you know, moderating content, whether it's, you know, horrific um, porn that, you, that you've mentioned or, or just fake news and fake information and, and racist and inflammatory and, you know, they only just, the, the fact they only just banned Holocaust denial is, is a joke. So um, I, I would also mention that I think that that is a bigger picture. Just overall, the inconsistency of moderating content is terrible. Yeah, it, it does seem it does seem uh, hard to follow if there's any kind of um, format to how it's applied and, and when it isn't. And um, I think yep. that's something that, you know, it'd be much easier for us to all understand where to draw the line if they were, if they were more consistently um, applied. 100%, 100%. All right, let's move on to a more light-hearted story. <laughs> um, the viral sensation by a user on TikTok called Dogface. Did you see this? I have seen it around yeah i didn't see it on tiktok but yeah so ocean spray so there was a user on tiktok who did a video he was skateboarding and then he's drinking um some cranberry juice uh beverage cranberry juice from a brand called ocean spray mm. and fleetwood's uh, fleetwood max dreams that song is playing and he's drinking and skating and then drinking and then he starts singing, he starts mouthing the song and it went insanely viral. Uh, we are talking millions and millions and millions of views. Uh, the, uh, it, the Stevie Nicks and, um, and the drama, Mick Fleetwood uh, both started TikToks so they could reply to him and do their own TikTok version of his. So they could cash in. Of his. So they could, so they could give him a shout mm -hmm. out. 
and um, uh, yeah, so it just went insanely viral and the brand has bought him a car, I think as well. Because, yeah, it just went insanely viral. What did you think about yeah, this? Yeah, I think it's adorable. And I think that sometimes, you know, uh, a brand couldn't have planned this because they would have gotten no. in the way. And, and the reason it appealed to people <laughs> yeah. is because it was so wholesome. Um, and the reason they bought him a truck is because he was skateboarding to work because his truck was broken or crashed or something, anyway, out of action. Yeah. And so instead of them ruining it... Um, by, you know, making him try and do it again or something that brands, you know, like to try and mess things up. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, Marketers ruin everything. They, <laughs> I know, we do. Um, they, they bought him a <laughs> truck. And so then, you know, there's a potential for him to, to be able to get on the news and more traditional media um, yeah. following that story as a good bit of brand PR rather than trying to make a second episode go viral again or whatever. So I think it was I think it was well played for them to have just calmed down and stayed out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that the song was tre- like in the charts again, <laughs> which is just insane. Yes. So um, yeah, good job. Good yeah, job all around. It's back in the charts. Incredible incredible virus you just you just never know what's going to go viral. 26 million views uh, i think that's like amazing i think i think that's the i think that's the lesson is you just don't know you never know what's going to go viral with content and you just need to keep making content right? which is why i mean people like stuff that's relatable so why brands sometimes need to get out of the way and not only that with their with their regular content production but i see so many um, brands that want to use influencers but then want to tell the influencers what what they want them to do and and it's like these influencers mm. have an audience and their audience expects certain things and expects them done in a certain way and if you want to tap into that it has to look natural so um i think that's yeah. a really good example even though this wasn't influencer marketing as such it's a really good example of how brands um can just stay out of the way and and just let people enjoy um, their products in their regular life. Well said, well said. I have nothing even near as cool as that to say. Well said. <laughs> cool. So that's our big that's our, that's our big hits. Uh, let's go on to our album tracks. Formerly we called them little hits, but now I'm calling them album tracks. You know, they're not the big singles, but they're definitely still, you know, you still want them on the album. They're still important enough to have. So first up, Facebook ad accounts have been getting banned a lot, right? In the lead up to this election, Facebook is trying really hard to, um, I don't know, maybe clean up some of the, the dodgy accounts out there. And the ad accounts, I've been seeing it in all the groups. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's, it's been an absolute massacre. <laughs> Um, for a lot of accounts. Have you seen this too, Carmel? Bloodbath. It's a bloodbath. It's been a bloodbath. Um, you know, because I think <laughs> you can have your ad account banned and that's that ad account done and you can start a new one. Um, and you can have yeah. your business manager banned and, you know, yep. that's bad. And you can, you can start a new one, um, you know, as mm. annoying and um, technically difficult as that would be to change ownership of pages mm. and that kind of thing, but that's one thing. Having your personal ad account banned means that you can't advertise on Facebook 
under anyone's ad account because you're personally oh. banned from oh. running ads on Facebook, the platform. So I think this... Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so I think what, what, um, what we're seeing is a lot of that and um, ho- I think it ties into our earlier discussion about moderating content on their platforms. I think this time around um, with the US election, Facebook really wanted to um, make sure that they weren't being seen as being a mm. tool that people could manipulate to buy an election. Um, because there was obviously yep. a lot of talk about Russian interference. Um, and then previous mm-hmm. to that, we have Cambridge Analytica and um, mm-hmm. data data usage and things like that. So I understand that they needed to be seen to be doing something. Having said that, mm-hmm. sending all their mods home, uh, the human, the human <laughs> ones, um, and then obviously making tweaks to how the bots pick up on content like onions that don't have nipples um, (laughs) or my very political karaoke ad um, Mm. means that it's a it's a perfect storm for the the ad account bloodbath that we're seeing (laughs) Uh, I agree I agree Uh, next album track is uh, we love to feature great Perth advertising from our hometown here if we can and there was a really nice little uh, Facebook post from a pub here called the Merrywell and it was just a simple little graphic um, for a promotion they're doing called Guy Tea and it was like a tower the same as a high tea but Instead of high tea with muffins and you know cupcakes and fancy little pastries, it was burgers and beers, and it went viral. It just it just went viral. Dudes were like, dudes and ladies were like, oh my god, I need that. I need a high tea that's burgers and beers. It was so simple, but you know when I checked that it had only been up for a couple of hours, it had hundreds of comments and hundreds of shares, and uh, it just I was very impressed by just you know somebody had a bit of a think. You know, a bit creative. They weren't trying to be too, um, you know, too bold or inflammatory or, or, you know, I just, I thought it was a nice post and I'm, I'm glad it went viral. What do you think? I don't really like it, Clayton. I think it's great. Mm, the only thing I like about it, it is that it's, it's a food stupid. pun and I'm massively into those. So high tea, guy tea, great. Yes. Otherwise, um, that's it. It's, it's just, they're just sliders. And beer—it's not exactly. even a thing. Exactly, that's it. It's so simple. Um, and also, it's. But you call it a guy tea, and then it isn't. But high tea is not a gendered thing, and guy tea is a gendered thing, and so I don't like it. I'm not into it. <laughs> but there's no other word that rhymes with high. There are plenty of words that, that would be both rhyme gendered. High. That that would be both gendered, right? I just don't really like it. Then I appreciate tea, everybody that everybody tea. Pop, that it's been really popular and that men feel like they're included because yeah. that's really the problem, isn't it? You know, men don't get included in things. Oh, they're so excluded from stuff. <laughs> Nobody said that we were excluded. I don't feel like I'm excluded from high teas. Good, because you love tea, and so therefore high tea is I, exactly. I, I very love much tea, there for and you. I love cupcakes. Right. 
Um, so, yes, I loved it. I thought it was fun. Food puns all the way, though. Uh, next, food puns all the way. But I think a bit of creativity goes a long way on social media. Next one, uh, Dave Grohl did an ad. I still don't really get what this is for and if it's actually for oh, anything. Oh, I know. But it seemed to be for... It seemed to be for a fictional coffee brand. But why was he doing it for a fictional coffee brand? So it's a follow-up from something they did years ago where he actually did have um, a serious problem with with drinking too much coffee. Um, And if you if you look through uh, their YouTube, you'll find the other the original videos. This is like a follow-up video, and also if you click the link, it goes through to their. merch store uh, yeah okay. so it's just a it's okay. just a clickbait so any, uh, like go through to the merch store buy a pen and a t-shirt okay cool so i thought it was very creative um dave Grohl taking the mickey out of himself yet again which is he's always done really well you know the food fighters clips have always been quite funny uh yeah another another funny thing from Dave Bro, but I thought it was a, a, a decent ad to show brands like be creative. Again, this is my, seems to be my theme for today. Be more creative. And um, Dave Grohl in a fake ad for a fake, a fake product was more creative um, than, you know, 90% of brands out there. So uh, I'll give people a little bit of context for the ad. It's Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, singer uh he's they're they're, uh, taking the mickey out of being addicted to coffee and saying that yes he needs a fix and he's and uh and it's also taking the mickey out of um uh, the drug ads in the u.s that have those insane lists of side effects of possible side effects uh, so yeah. Anyway, I thought it was good, and you you didn't love it as much though. No, I'm not. Uh, again, I'm I'm not into this one. I, I think mm. um, the only thing that's funny about this is the side effects. Um, the side effects part of yeah. it is is really quite funny because they're so preposterous, um, and also yeah. that's making fun of um, big pharma, and I think that they're a fair target. I don't I don't like. Yeah that it's making light of addiction. Um, I don't like uh, that they've gone as far with the coffee addiction as, you know, um, selling your body on the streets as people would do for an actual drug addiction. So for me, it's, um, I don't, I mean, I understand that they would have uh, probably the inside um, knowledge that makes it okay for them to joke about it, um, mm. but I I just don't find it any of it any of that funny. Um, making light of, of of those subjects, I think you can make light of drug addiction. I think you can make a joke about anything if the context is right and the joke is right, and you're not making light of victims um, of these of these things. Um, and yeah, I, d- I didn't feel like they were making a uh, lot of, of drug, addict, drug addicted people uh, so much. But yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. 
um, please give us your thoughts and I'd love to hear what everyone thinks. Our next album track is the Google logo updates. So the internet lit up for a day because Google updated the logos across many of its platforms. Karma hated it. I, I hate it. Why am I hating everything today? Yeah, I really don't like this at all. The only cool you thing- You are the fun police today. The only cool thing is that the Google calendar now has the date inside the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. In your, in your browser tab. Yeah. Um, and also, they didn't do all of them. They didn't do the Play Store. There's heaps of them they didn't do. And so I just find it really bizarre and a bit Play Schooly, <laughs> or maybe Duplo. Maybe it reminds me of Duplo. <laughs> I just don't. I don't like it. But yeah. As a global brand, they all look very similar. Yeah. I think they could have done that. They better. look very similar and the same colours and. It's very confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. I don't love it. There's as nothing much. that I don't love. love it as much. I'm with you. Uh, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I didn't love it. I pretty much, I nothing this. You hate it, I nothing Yeah, it. thumbs down from me a and a neutral then. from you. <laughs> so it's probably a fail overall. Yeah. Uh, and our last album track to chat about is the Lincoln Project election ad. This was amazing. Yeah, um, I saw this on... What is it? Who are the Lincoln Project and what do they do? Well, I'm not really sure. It's the first time I've kind of come across them. It just came along my Twitter feed because I've been spending a little bit of time there recently. And um, and it just... I think they're an organisation focused on uh, um, drumming up support for the Democrats. Okay. I think that's what their job is, yeah. Perhaps. It's, that would seem in yeah. keeping with the theme of the, of the ad. That but tell us about the ad. Tell it's us a, about the it's ad. It's a video um, and it's animated. So it, it's, it's basically encouraging people to vote. Um, but it's sort of done yep. in a um, Brothers Grimm storyteller sort of way. And it's really hard to describe. You just have to watch it. We'll put the link in the show notes. But it's just so beautifully done um, that it's actually really quite emotional and quite captivating. So I thought that was definitely worth a mention. I agree. Beautifully, beautifully done. Beautifully done. Usually anything cartoon I think is... Childish cutesy. and uh, cutesy, or you know, not great. I'm I'm not a big fan of the latest Bank West whole approach with a lot of cartoon-focused everything. Oh, but have you seen the uh, guy? Of course. The newest campaign they the actually real... made the real guy. Yes, no, that is great. I love that. That gives it so much more context. I think that's awesome. But um, I, I thought that gave it a lot more personalization. I thought it was a really good move. Oh, also, I don't like their but, new logo uh, either, by the way. <laughs> you don't like the new <laughs> Man, you need to... Just you, add it to know, the list need, of things that I apparently alcohol, don't like you need today. alcoholic beverage. <laughs> no, but they made their logo all like old-fashioned monogram. Oh, anyway. Nah, it looks no, I don't right. like it. Looks it. Right. <laughs> it's way better than it it's, was. It's way better than it was. It's actually not. You're, the old logo was terrible. Well, it wasn't great either. Well, but... not terrible. It was just getting old. It was just getting old. Mm. Uh, we digress. Yeah, okay. We'll agree to disagree again. <laughs> Man, what a day. <laughs> okay, so on to our articles now. We've done a Google, uh, a Google, we've done a Grill the Marketer article um, that wraps up our last event, which is really fun. So check that out. We've got some lovely photos from our man, Darren Hall. If anybody needs some photography, if anyone needs a great photographer, food photography especially, but he can do anything, go check out 
our man Darren. Thanks so much for your help on the night, Darren. They look, the photos look amazing. Uh, Karma's got an opinion up about the Social Dilemma documentary, which I really still need to watch. Holy crap! Uh, you've also written Karma also writ, wrote an article. This is on your own blog, yeah. And we will definitely link to it about uh, losing thirty-seven kilos and what that can teach you about marketing. That was an amazing article, dude. Tell us about that article. It was thirty-eight. <laughs> But anyway, I, the number's not really important. Um, <laughs> basically, Who's getting well, Me. Um, but, me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, other people don't need to. Um, so mm. it had occurred to me that there was a lot of similarities um, between marketing and just things in life that have a goal and a, and a, and a way of measuring them um, attached to them and um, it's been a year since I've uh, started eating keto and um, yeah I thought that it would be a cool like relatable way of, of breaking down some some tips on on marketing or just maybe not tips exactly but just things that sometimes we forget that's nice to be reminded. Awesome. It was an awesome article. Uh, I highly recommend everybody read it. If you read one thing from today's uh, podcast, you've got to go check out Calm's article. So great job, my friend. It was really amazing. Thanks. So that brings us to our final segment, car crash or crushing it. Something, anything that we think is going well and making us feel like jumping out of bed in the morning or something that's a car crash. What did you have on this list today, Kama? Well, it's something else I don't like. <laughs> so um, <laughs> just, to, just for something different today, um, I'm calling it a car crash, um, but it's yep. been widely reported on a lot of socials as a crushing it. Um, and that's the Burger mm. King letter to um, consumers saying, go buy a Big Mac. Um, yeah. and why did you not like this? Why did they write this article and why did you not like it? So I think it probably makes most sense to start off with why people do like it. Um, what is it? So they wrote, why they, they wrote they a it? post, um, saying, you know, in this instance, we don't care whether you buy, um, from us or McDonald's or KFC or, you know, they listed a whole bunch of their competitors. Um, because really yep. you just need to be uh, supporting the food industry that employs a bunch of people um, by, you know, continuing to purchase food and we don't mind if it's our food or not. And so people like that because it seems like they're... Genuine? Yeah, that they actually care about why did you, the workers. Why did why did you not like this? Well, I don't like it because, for one, um, I actually don't think that they care about their workers. Um, okay. I think that people don't need to be encouraged to continue to eat fast food because a lot of people are still isolated and not travelling very far and so therefore doing a lot of takeaways and a lot of Uber Eats. And so I wouldn't mm -hmm. imagine that those categories are ever down. Um, so they don't need the stimulation mm -hmm. um, from a push like mm -hmm. that. Uh, three, 
Um, if you are going to support a local business, it should probably be one that's not a massive international franchise. And I understand that a lot of them, the franchises are individually owned, but also there's certain um, you know benefits to being part of a global banner brand. Um, and I just think that they did it. You wouldn't call them local small businesses, would you? Well, not really. I mean, and I think they, I just think yeah. they did it for attention. And I, I, I rate a lot of the things that, that Burger King um, does in terms of their marketing. And I do not like this at all. Just, I don't know if I'm a cynic, but it just reeked of, um, of, it just seems see-through to me. I, I, Cannot disagree with you. I cannot disagree. You've thought about this much harder than I have. Well done. Well I done. thought you liked it. Uh, I, I no, no. I was, I was apathetic to it. I was like, oh, that's an interesting approach. And then that was all I thought about it. And so I agree with you. Well said. Well said, dude. We are running out of time. Everybody, we need to let everyone know again about Grill the Marketer, our Christmas edition. It's, it's uh, the festivus for the rest of us. Come on down, Christmas campaigns, Christmas champagnes, uh, and our last little hangout for the year. Uh, we look forward to seeing everyone there. The link to tickets will be in the show notes. And um, dude, as always, so lovely to have your cynical, hate-filled <laughs> opinions today. Loved it. I know. Loved I was a bit it. negative today. My apologies. It was brilliant. Uh, I love the hate. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you next time. Karma. Keep doing it, buddy. Keep rocking. See you, Clayton. Peace out. Bye.